welcome to Season 3, Episode 6 of Crass. I'm George Walsh. And I'm Paul Austin. George, don't know if you remember last week, mm. but, um, well, two weeks ago. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I kind of got... I was. I met this quite nice girl mm. called Esther or Fester. This was during your Boston Times, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, th- I really want to try and find her and, you know, maybe get with her. Mm. But I think there's something holding me back and... I, I realised during the week we were off that actually I'm a bit of a prat. You, you've only just... How old are you? I'm 25. It's just a hit A quarter me. of a century but, and it's just only just now hit you. Well, yeah, a lot of the stuff that I do is really stupid and I say stupid things mm. and I'm an idiot. Yeah. I just think... So this week's episode is kind of devoted to improving myself. Yeah. So in the vein of that, uh, here's Paul's question time. Paul's question time. Paul's question time. George. Yes. Paul's clever question time. Do you like Camus or do you think he's a bit shit? Uh, I'm not familiar with the work of Albert Camus, I'm afraid, mm. so I can't answer mm. that. Well, well, George, I love him. I think he's great. My favourite is the one where he goes, A handbag! <laughs> <laughs> so, George, if you don't like Camus, which philosophers do you like? Um, I don't really know a hell of a lot about the great philosophers, I'm afraid. Mm. I tend to get all my philosophy from the humour section in Waterstones. <laughs> you know those those pithy little a... joke books? <laughs> yeah, the little like kind of quote books of famous philosophy. Yeah. yeah. So. Philosophy according to a, a gardener or whatever. Well, no, usually they're a, bit, they're a little oh. bit more well-known than that. It's usually okay. philosophy according to Mickey Flanagan or, or someone like that. Yeah. I thought maybe you meant those ones that are like made to look like Ladybird books. Oh, they're good, aren't they, oh, George? Oh, they're great, those books, aren't they? I love those. <laughs> <laughs> well, George, my favourite philosophers are Camus, obviously, mm. uh, Descartes and uh, Simon de Beauvoir. <laughs> um, but I'd probably say my favourite was that monkey off the ITV digital ads. <laughs> either him, either him or emu. <laughs> he knew his stuff. <laughs> well, remind me of, remind me of monkeys. Great philosophical <laughs> standpoints. It's not, well, not a bad just, Johnny uh, Johnny Vegas impression. It's not. It? No. Well, he really liked ITV Digital, and he and then when that all failed, he then grew to like tea. <laughs> it's good of him. He's good Which how he very... adapts. <laughs> he is very. He's very. It's not a fatalist. Very, yeah, he's really. He? No, definitely not. No, he's. He's very... He can kind of change. He's not afraid of change. Mm. Monkey. 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 It is now crass is just us shouting. Emu just knows what's going... He just knows his stuff, doesn't he? He knows what's going on. Yeah. yeah. You can see it in his eyes. <laughs> he knows the truth. He knows the truth about Michael Parkinson. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not, I don't um, know about Camus, I'm afraid. Sorry to not help well, out just, much with that question. Okay. I thought we were moving on then. Well, but. well, we are. I was just... It was just an attempt at a segue. Oh, sorry. We don't need segues. We've got stings. Why would we need, it's not like we That's don't... True. It's not like we don't cut at all. We don't need a segue. We could just superglue loads of non-sequiturs <laughs> together with those stings in the middle. And, and, in fact, that is what we do, actually. Uh, yeah, that's entirely what we do. That is what this podcast <laughs> is. 
just non sequiturs and obscure references to stupid things. Yeah. But hey, the kids love yeah. it. <laughs> the kids love crass. <laughs> George, last episode, mm-hmm. um, there was a little discussion. Yeah. Uh, and I said that I'd look into it and there would be a crass correction. Yeah. Based on who was right. Uh, okay. So do you want to play the jingle? Not really, no, because I have a feeling I'm going to set myself up for a fool, I think. So. <laughs> In fact, we'll play the jingle. Here's the jingle. Okay. There was a mistake on the Crass Podcast, so we're now trying to make up for it here. Sorry. There was a mistake on the Crass Podcast, and we're going to have to apologise. It was probably Paul's fault, but that does not mean that I should be seen as infallible. Now the music's going to do the razzle for bit as we plan to make our Crass Correction. George, last episode, mm. you said that um, the Minions films and the Despicable Me films uh, were released by uh, Universal. Yeah. Uh, and I said that they were released by Sony. Mm. You were right there. They are released by Universal. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought so, but I didn't, I, yeah. I didn't know. I wasn't showing off or anything like that. I made a right, just... t- made a right fucking tit of myself then. I mean... To be fair, the other thing we uh, would have had to correct last week, I'm mean, sure there's loads of stuff from the last podcast we could correct, but there was one thing that I ended up having to cut uh, because I discovered that June Whitfield was dead. <laughs> so, so we all yeah. make mistakes, is what you're saying. Yeah. That's part of my self-improvement today, is accepting that I make mistakes, loads of them. Yeah. And I think accepting that is the first step into becoming a better person. Mm. Let's rummage through the uh, the postal bag that is crass correspondence. Stop the parties! It's crass correspondence. <laughs> that jingle is just totally <laughs> ludicrous. <laughs> And that's coming from me. Shall I do a real one first? <laughs> <laughs> all of all of the crass correspondence is real. Paul. Oh yeah, sorry, George, I forgot. You'll be surprised to hear Errol Brown has emailed in. <laughs> <laughs> you know Errol Brown, the hot chocolate voiced slaphead sex machine that is Errol Brown. What does Errol Brown have to say? He he says, Dear Paul and George, I'm a huge, huge fan of your assorted ramblings, and as such, I thought I'd go to the trouble of recording a new verse for one of my mega-hit singles in tribute to Crass. Though I've been dead for about four years, I nevertheless managed to bob down to the studio and knock something up for you in about half an hour. This new version of Everyone's a Winner could be a real smash on the hit parade and hopefully will keep me in silk shirts and medallions well into the afterlife. Keep on keeping it real. Tara Chucks, Laura, Laura, Errol Brown. <laughs> Brilliant. That's lovely, Errol Brown. P.S. Don't let Whitey get you down, Paul, you sexy thing. So <laughs> Errol emailed in. There was an attachment as well, Paul. Oh, of course there was. <laughs> do you want to hear, hear what Errol's done for us? 
<laughs> what Errol's left us. Yes, I yeah. do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm really sorry about this. <laughs> lovely errol thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> christmas number one i think definitely it's good of him to, uh, to do that for us isn't it it's really nice of him he didn't have to take the time no but he did <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh. fucking hell Right, Paul, well, I think it's time for you to telly me what you've been watching this week. Telly me what you've been watching this week. You tell them you saw it on the, um, the telly. Well, to be honest, George, I haven't really been watching anything this week. Um, <laughs> Again. <laughs> it seems like quite a lot of, seems like quite a lot of telling me what you've been watching this week. Start, start with that. I'm starting to wonder um, whether or not it's run its course as a feature. <laughs> No, of course not. Of course but not. There's Aaron plenty of life it. left. So he does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's yeah, plenty of life left in it. Um, what I was going to say is, I haven't been watching uh, a lot of things intentionally, mm. but a lot of things have been forced upon me. Yes, I've been forced to watch them, thanks to the brilliant and not at all evil website Facebook. Facebook. How often do you go on Facebook, George? Well, as as you know, I'm promoting a, a theatre company at the minute, so I'm on it all the time. But if if I um, wasn't doing that, I would barely use it. Yeah, me too. I think if I wasn't promoting my theatre group, <laughs> I would barely use it. I do find myself, when I'm really bored, going on it and having a look. Yeah. And I, every time I do, I just really regret it. Because mm. all it is is just loads of shit. Those are shitty videos and terrible websites mm. and links to headlines that are just I would never ever want to come into contact with ever. Yeah. And one particularly notable uh thing that often crops up on my Facebook is the Daily Mash. Uh yeah. And I would quite like to seg 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 you. <laughs> I'd quite like to segue. <laughs> Fucking hell. I'd quite like to segue into a Things what get on me tits. Hey. Oh, on this here grass podcast, we do have lots of bits. And here's another feature called Things what get on me tits. Yeah. Things what get on me tits. Um, 
I fucking hate the Daily Mash. Everything about it. I think it is a shit website and it's not at all funny and it's shit and I hate it. What do you think, George? Well, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like the day to day, but for the twenty tens, isn't it? It absolutely is. See, actually, here's the thing. I'm not going to have as much of a go at the TV show, despite the fact that, you're right, that is the day-to-day, but with all the bite taken out of it yeah. and for morons. Mm. A lobotomised um, Chris Morris project. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nish Kumar seems like a nice man. I like Nish but, Kumar, yeah, I really but do. But, like, fucking hell, mate, the, the Daily Mash. Mm. Oh, Nish, we want you to be in a TV show based on a Facebook page. <laughs> Yeah, all right, I'll do that. Fucking what's wrong with you? I think it's part of the wider problem, though, with satire at the moment. Like, have you heard in the news that they're bringing back Spitting Image? Which no. I dread to... I really am dreading seeing how that it? turns out. I think it won't the, happen. The original happen. bloke, I can't remember. I'd, I'd never watched it the first time on account of not being born. But um, the original bloke, Peter Summit, I don't know. Peter Fluck? Yeah, he's. I think he's involved, isn't he? Unless okay. he's dead or something. I've m- mm. read it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Peter Flux obituary, and you read it, but you didn't really read it. You just saw it, and you thought, "Oh, spitting images coming back." <laughs> no, is he dead? I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I don't believe they'll ever bring back spitting images. It's too expensive. If they do, it'll be like it'll just it'll be like newsoids. No, it's, it is coming back. I've not, it's not coming back. I've not Bullshit. misread. I've not misread Peter Flux. A bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it is. No, it is genuinely. Hmm. Spitting image. You're right, though. It's gonna. That is gonna be shit. Yeah. Spit, yeah. Oh, fuck, mate. Everything about this is shit. In fact, New spitting are... image series to feature Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, Donald Trump, and Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be shit. I bet fucking Coleshaw's involved as well. Mm. Well, yeah, he will be, won't he? He always is. L- let always. it be dead. Don't bring it back. Don't bring. If you're listening, ITV, don't bring it back, because it's going to be shit. Did you see the photos of the puppets, then? When you Google Oh, they actually... So they've actually got photos it's, of puppets? It's actually coming back, yeah. And, the, and all four people you mentioned uh, in the article I just found then... You're Just fucking pictures. about with me. I'm not. No, fucking what? Is this, is this the BBFC certificates all over again? <laughs> did we end up releasing no. that episode? We didn't, did we? What? Just while Paul Is this has the Guardian that... article? Yeah, that was the one I just clicked on. While Paul peruses those and has a bit of a breakdown, uh, <laughs> there was a bit we didn't release uh, ages ago, in which Paul told me that the BBFC are changing their uh, designs for the for the uh, age certificates, and I was genuinely angry. So uh, it was deemed unbroadcastable. But um, so, hang on, Coleshaw is involved. No, you said that. I just said it's probably inevitable. Oh, okay. It will be. I don't. I don't know that. But I'm sure the original people behind it are involved. If it's degree. Peter Fluck and Roger Law, then I can kind of get behind it. And these puppets do look pretty good. Well, didn't one? I of, don't know. Wasn't one of them behind Newsoids though? Uh, Coleshaw was behind Newsoids. No, okay, I sure. One I don't them. believe. Well, that's why I thought it would never happen. Is because um, Fluck and Law were so anti it. Mm. Oh, I still, I'm still very skeptical of it, George. Still very skeptical it's going to be any good. 
I mean, I, you know, at, at risk of uh, causing controversy, I haven't really seen Spitting Image, but it, do you think it would stand up as well now? Bits or? of it. It's, it is pretty... Okay, so be, being serious, a lot of Spitting Image was crap mm. because it was a sketch show made very quickly, but there is some genuinely good bit, and it did have more bite yeah. than a lot of any satire does now as far as i can tell i say any satire there is stuff but the kind of the mainstream itv channel four any of that sort the mainstream satire stuff yeah i sound like such a prat well no i didn't think you sounded a prat um but i can just imagine this spitting image but made by the people who write the daily mash (laughs) i mean listen to this featuring an (laughs) s&m clad vladimir vladimir putin Meghan Markle wearing a glittery princess T-shirt and a puppet of Donald Trump whose tweets are composed by his anus. <laughs> it's just the most obvious... It's just what you'd think of immediately. Yeah. I'll write some satire for Donald Trump. How about his tweets are written by his anus? <laughs> oh, there you go, that'll do. What I thought was quite clever about spitting images, it actually came up with some kind of interest... Like painting... Um, Fucking, what's his name? George. John Major Gray. John Major Gray yeah. is actually quite an interesting, unusual idea mm. for a, a way of satirising a character yeah. who's boring. But Meghan Markle has a glittery princess T-shirt. That is shit. That is absolute shit. But, I mean, I don't want to be one of those... You're one of those people. I don't want to be one of those people <laughs> who says that satire is dead or can't exist in the current political climate. But it does seem that the satire that is being produced largely is be- is going through a crisis, I think. And I think it's because... I'm not I, sure spitting was... image coming back is going to actually work or live up to... Did you, did you see that clip of Chris Morris on Channel 4? I did, Newsnight, yes. I and he talked about how satire doesn't have... It's, it's, it's about the fact that satire isn't actually trying to attack or anything. It's mm. more about, like, appealing to... I can't remember exactly what you said, so I'm not going to embarrass myself <laughs> by trying to paraphrase. But We could make that a feature. <laughs> well, we paraphrase yeah. people. <laughs> I do think that's the thing... That's my feeling with the Daily Mash. Yeah. No, I agree. It's not actually... It's not actually trying to... Lamp- it's not like trying to lampoon or attack on it. It's just trying to kind of make you kind of giggle like oh yeah that's true and make you stop it's, and be like it's weak observational comedy it that is, seems yeah, to be uh, like driven on, on Facebook yeah. you know that's all it seems to be as far as I can see it and like obviously the comparison to the day to day was a joke on my part just to clear that up um, yeah it, well, there it's, is, I, there it is doesn't have of... any of the <laughs> no. yeah, but it doesn't have any of what was so great about that is not I mean there. actually yeah I think you're right. It be- it it bears more relation to something like Michael McIntyre's Comedy Roadshow yeah. than the day-to-day. Mm. I mean, listen to some of these. London are baffled by building used for its original purpose. It's just observational comedy. Yeah. Entire office rendered unable to work by knowledge of caking kitchen. And, like, people look at this going, Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's what happens, isn't it? Ha, ha, ha. I think... I hate it, I hate it. I do think those people are out there, definitely. There's definitely an audience for it, which is the real shame, yeah. I think. I've got an idea about how to fix the Daily Mash. So I think it can be um, observational comedy disguised as a Facebook news link. 
But to, I think they should get some of the writers from uh, Viz. <laughs> well, because that, that is an example of observational comedy that you wouldn't. It, my problem with the Daily Mash is it is so just. It's the most obvious joke you can make. Yeah. There's nothing. It's entirely predictable. Mm. But the Viz's Viz's observational comedy <laughs> is often based on kind of real, really surreal observations <laughs> that do actually kind of ring true. Well, so, well I think the Onion does the that as well. I'm not hugely familiar with the Onion, although the Onion is is no doubt at least partially to blame for the Daily Mash yeah. existing. So, not a fan then of the Daily Mash. I think it's no. fair to say. So, was that interesting, George? That whole bit. <laughs> I mean, that was the whole bit of me and you having a conversation that we might as well have had off air. (laughs) Right, George, so why don't you tell me what you've been watching this week? On the last podcast, you mentioned that you'd watched uh, The Wall. Yes. Well, I also watched The Wall this week, but it was a different The Wall. I watched Danny Dyer's new game show, (laughs) The Wall, which was on on Saturday night. Um, it's a game show. One of the things that seems popular now is to base game shows on things that aren't really interesting enough to have game shows based on. So, for example, you've got Tipping Point, which is based on the yeah, Push Penny yeah. arcade machine. Uh, in the case of The Wall, it seems to be based on Plinko from The Price is Right. Do you remember <laughs> Plinko? <coughs> oh, vaguely. Sorry for the cough well, there, Plinko, listeners. on The Price is Right, Plinko lasts about two minutes. And this <laughs> was about an hour. Um, oh, God. If you need refreshing, Plinko was the game where they have to drop discs into this sort of slanted wall with pins on it so the disc bounces around and it lands in a slot at the bottom. And that's the mm. prize you get. And it's basically that, but a massive wall with balls... <sighs> And uh, cash amounts. Dyer is doing the best he can, uh, which says it all. He keeps doing his, yeah. his cockney geese, you know, oh, I'm dead, oh, I'm a fucking cockney, you know what I mean? Oh! He keeps doing that. Um, but the war it's, is still on. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can do that material as well, Kermo. <laughs> um, but he's acting like, uh, you know, he's acting like he does in Nick, in like a Nick Love film. You know, it's like, I just wanted, whilst, yeah. as a side issue, did you ever see The Business? No. No, I've not seen it, but it's interesting for two reasons. One, on the DVD bonus features, Dyer talks about how he went method for the role, apparently. I've heard that he does that. So it's almost right. worth buying just okay. for that. Uh, the second thing <laughs> is you just really gather that they, what they think, what Nick Love thinks he's done is like the Long Good Friday. What he's actually done is like Snatch, but even worse mm. than Snatch. If that makes sense, it, it's yeah, not yeah. nothing. Well, it's pretty up. fucking bad, isn't it? Yeah, Snatch nothing, but worse. Yeah, nothing can live up to to the Long Good Friday. Just needed to get that out there. But um, he's decided. This is the other thing that Dyer's decided his catchphrase uh, during the wall is oh, "drop him," which is quite a funny catchphrase. But at the same time, you drop. think, well, if he's in on the joke, I don't want to laugh. Drop him. Quite frank. <laughs> Drop him. We could steal that, couldn't we? Yeah, that should be our catchphrase. <laughs> I think maybe we should start stealing material. I mean, <laughs> Hello and welcome to Crass. Drop him. I'm George Walsh. <laughs> like that, and just start each episode. Yeah. 
Uh, he's so awful that he's not even allowed to ask the questions. He gets Angela Rippon wow. to ask the questions. Now, you know my feelings oh, on Angela no. Rippon. I really fucking hate Angela Rippon. <laughs> so the show is yeah. not winning me over. But what can win you over with a show like that? The contestants. Well, the contestants are dead annoying, or at least the ones who were on on Saturday <laughs> oh. were dead oh, annoying. Uh, you've got one of them shouting encouraging phrases at these balls, which are just, you know, it bounces around at, at random, so, you know, you can't yeah, control the weird, ball. It? It's like when people used to go on Deal or No Deal. Who remembers Deal or No Deal? Does anyone remember Deal or No Deal? <laughs> it's like when people went on Deal or No Deal and would go, and would, like, cross their fingers and go, come on, number five. Come on, like that will. Oh, right, that's yeah. the magic box now with all the money in it. Well, that annoys me. Anyway, but you've got Stupid one of them shouting show, yeah. these encouraging phrases at the balls as if she can to influence balls. it. And she sounded yeah. exactly like Gary Sparrow's first 90s wife from Goodnight Sweetheart. <laughs> but the show oh, is just, it's just convoluted and painfully dragged out like this feature. And I could barely pay any attention to it. And it wound me up good and proper. Or, or to put it in Danny Dyer's terms, proper got on my fucking nut, you know what I mean? It was absolute <laughs> shite, Paul. Do not watch yeah. it. I also Not a crass recommendation. No. no. Uh, <laughs> another thing crass won't be recommending is Terry and June. I attempted... <laughs> I got six minutes into it before I had to turn it off. It did my head. Oh, dear. It, and it Which one did you watch? I watched the first one. I'll tell you what, I had this okay. idea. I thought it'd be really funny to put onto the, the Crash YouTube channel uh, a full series commentary for the first series of Terry and June. <laughs> and then I just gave up on it after four minutes or so because it was just not... There was nothing oh, in no. it to inspire me to riff on it. Do you know what I mean? Which and was the one that we thought might be racist? Episode three. But he, uh, th there's some racism in episode one. So oh, I, I assume probably. there's some more in episode three. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I've been watching this week. There you go. We got to the end of that one. We made it through, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> We've not got long to go now, so don't worry about it. Well, I don't know about that, George. Okay. <laughs> George, um, yes. I actually feel a bit guilty about you um, having a go at magicians and that. Well, I say I feel guilty. Actually, I feel a bit scared because you don't know what they're capable of. I mean, Nothing. They might, they've got they've got magic powers. They no, they've not. They've got put a curse on of us. Hand. So I'd like to say that I do not agree. I think magicians and wizards are brilliant. Um, <laughs> love it when you um, turn cards around all quick and that. Can you hear yourself? That's all they can do. They can't. They can't <laughs> do anything. They can't like you know do anything bad to us. You don't know that, George. You don't know. Yes, that. I do. All they can do is pull rabbits out of hats and fucking shuffle cards quickly. Right. Let's not get, let's not get back onto magicians and wizards because we've done them. Um, but sort of related to that, um, I had a look at my horoscope uh, today, and I thought, well, basically, I was desperate for features, <laughs> so I thought, oh, horoscope, that'll do. <laughs> What's your? What do you think about the sign of the signs of the zodiac, George? Uh, it's bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. I mean, my sister yeah. is always, always telling me what my horoscope means. And it's got to the point now where oh, I can't sweet, say. I've, I've told her enough times I don't believe in it. And she's like, oh, yeah, but Saturn's in retrograde, so you'll be magic and 
wizard and it'll be top and it's, i just i don't know what to do paul because she's actually now sending me like youtube tarot readings oh no <laughs> but yeah i mean i don't care i don't believe in it i don't think it's true i don't think that everyone born around the same four weeks is the same i'm sorry that's i just don't so you know no yeah i think that's a bit weird that you don't think that george really well, it's just so. I mean, it's just so accurate, isn't it? Horoscopes. They're all really. I mean, you read them and you think, "Oh God, this is just so me." With that in mind, Morons should we read ours? Read them and think that. But go on, yeah. <laughs> should we read? Should we read ours? Yeah, go on. Okay, so I'm done. I've got mine up ready. This is from uh, horoscope. dot com. Yeah. Um. Uh, October. So it's today's date. Obviously, that's October the sixteenth, twenty nineteen. I'm a Taurus, so I've clicked Taurus. Uh, one of your friends is experiencing some relationship problems and they are letting them affect your friendship a bit too much, in your opinion. Now, hang on. In my opinion? Well, surely I know that if it's my opinion. <laughs> so it's just telling me what I know, presumably. Well, yeah. I mean, I was thinking, how old's this horoscope? <laughs> Has this one been lying around for a while? <laughs> <laughs> it might not be about you, George. No, that's true. I mean, yeah, at this, at this point, we're barely friends, are we, Paul? So... <laughs> it's an obligation at this point. That I was thinking, though, George. I mean, is George experiencing some relationship problems? Because I mean, there is something affecting our friendship. But then I realised it was crass. Yeah. Um, they're distracted <laughs> when they're with you and can only seem to talk about what's bothering them. It's mm. me usually. Yeah. It's no surprise that your patience is running low. Don't fucking tell me about it. Don't feel guilty about your frustration. Oh, thanks. Start a conversation <laughs> with them. George, stop fucking whinging. Uh, remind them how much you care about them. No, I'm not sure about that bit. But show them that by alienating you, they aren't going to help themselves. So there you go. That's pretty accurate, isn't it, George? No. What do you mean, no? It's not accurate, is it? It's not accurate. Right, I'm going to read yours. Right. What's yours? What's your Sagittarius. December 1st. Hmm. It's George's birthday, if you want to send it. Yeah, just, yeah, just stick it out email. there. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Where's my birthday? June summit? I don't know. Is it? Is it even June? <laughs> no. <laughs> you you you've hidden your. I knew George's so. listens. I knew George's. Yeah, well, mine's the same as Woody Allen's, so that's why you know what it is. It's because we've talked oh, about that. Oh yeah, that's that. why. But yeah. I don't know what I don't know what yours is. You always you always. Seventh of May is mine. Seventh of May. I knew it was in June. <laughs> George's horoscope, but I've got to it now. So what are you? Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Same as sorry, Woody Allen. Sorry. And, and uh, what's she called? Bette Midler. All right, okay. Loads of them. Richard Pryor, Emily Mortimer, Pablo Escobar. They're not all October dead. Six... <laughs> <laughs> October 16th, 2019. It's not been your week, has it? How about this, George, as a first line? Is that accurate? They could say that any week and it would be just as accurate. When is it? When is Both it ever same. my fucking week? Tell me that one, <laughs> Mystic Meg. They don't know Come it's on. you, do they? Or maybe they do. I don't know. It's Mystic, isn't it? Unfortunately, you aren't out of the woods yet. <laughs> Fuck off with it. One of your creative enterprises is failing, and you don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps you don't have the voice for it. Do you ever feel like nobody is listening? I mean, this is pretty accurate this so far. This is for fucking crass, yeah, definitely. Your, Id- 
your ideas are tired and overdone, and someone else could probably do a much better job in your shoes. All your friends secretly think that you're a tosser. Your glasses make you look like an idiot, and you're dying as well, probably. God, that's not good, is it, George? <laughs> your glasses make you look like a tosser, was it? Well, that's what it says, George. No, no, all your friends secretly think you're a tosser, and your glasses make you look like an idiot. All right, okay. God, can you believe that they've... They've got that on the official website, George. <laughs> well, what do you mean on the official horoscopes.org? What do you mean the official website? Sorry, not astrology.com. Mm. Sorry. Mm. Wow. It is scarily accurate, though, isn't it, George? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've, I've, I've changed my mind now. <laughs> Next bit. <laughs> what <do> you... <laughs> Next bit. Oh, hang on, I forgot they had a title for this bit. It was going to be called Paul's Crystal Ball. <laughs> I forgot, I just completely forgot they had an idea for the name of that. Do, oh, well, do you want to do an introduction <laughs> now and I'll splice it no, in? Or, no, fuck no, it, just no. leave it in at the end. Lose the embouchure, look into your future. Who knows what he'll find when he reads your mind. Paul's Crystal Ball. So, George, kind of um, fitting in with what we were talking about earlier with the Daily Mash and comedy and mm. satire and stuff like that, I thought to improve myself, I should kind of do some more creative stuff, um, put myself out there a bit. So, I thought the perfect avenue for that would be stand-up comedy. Oh, so I've signed up for a couple of uh, open mic nights. Uh, I'm just working on my material, and I thought I'd sort of um, workshop it on the podcast. So this is a section I like to call Crass Comedy Club, because that would be a good name for a comedy club, wouldn't it, we George? Stick crass cra- we stick in, like, crass in front of in everything. Neon. Crass in neon uh, in front of a building. There'd be, like, portraits of us, like, in that kind of fashion. It'd be good, wouldn't it? There's a big, there's a big painting of Peter Sellers. Oh no, it's me in my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that big fat blob cunt doing on? Oh, it's Paul. Oh, it's, it's, that's that's um, uh, James Corden, isn't it? Has he has he perf- has James Corden performed here? So what, I, what I'd quite like you to do for this bit, George, I'd like you to be supportive if that's okay. But also, I'd like you in editing to kind of make it sound like I'm in a comedy club. Fuck's sake. <laughs> it's going oh, out on, in two days, I... Paul. Could you do a little intro for me as well? Oh. Like, here comes, ladies and gentlemen, like you're a sort of um, compare introducing me. Oh. Also, my name, my stage name is Paul Lotta Laughs Austin. So don't forget to introduce me as that, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. I'll put a bit more feeling into it than that, please. Fucking ladies and gentlemen... Please welcome to the stage, Paul Laura Laura Laughs Austin. And there's like applause. Yeah, there won't be if you're doing open mic night. <laughs> well, no, there'd be applause at the beginning, wouldn't there? Because they'd, they'd want to kind of... Go on, there's applause. Supportive. There's applause, I'll put applause I haven't started in. yet. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Paul Lotta Laughs Austin. Uh, and I'm from the Midlands. Anyone from the Midlands in tonight? Get off! No. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's nearly Halloween. 
Uh, and I don't know about you, but when it's Halloween, I like to watch scary movies. Well, I say I like watching scary movies. They actually get on my nerves a bit. Uh, why do they always run upstairs when they're being chased by a monster? I know where I'd run. Straight out the front door. I'm a dickhead. Get off! My, if you could do it so well, why don't you come up here and do stand-up? If you could do it, wanker! No, you can't, can you? Huh? Hey, <laughs> tell you what, it's amazing that we live in a time where anyone can choose Your whatever. Shit. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> you come up and do the stand-up if you. No, you can't. It's amazing we live in a time when anyone can choose whatever gender they want to be. It's, uh, it's inspired me to get in on the action. I'm going to start um, identifying as a penguin. I'm a cunt. I'm a stupid rat-faced cunt with a tiny cock. Why don't you identify as a comedian? Fuck you. I'm going. Hey, you're shit and you know you are. You're shit. Forget it, George. Forget it. I'm not going to do. I'm going to cancel those gigs. Yeah, I think that's probably for the best. It's, it's not, not easy it. performing solo in front of an audience, is it? No. No. Did I ever tell you about the time I went to the comedy store in Manchester, and uh, it was like a, it was what was called a gong night, I think, which is yeah, the, yeah, yeah, you know the format. So it's a sort of American thing, I think, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it was yeah, it was yeah, gong yeah, night, yeah, yeah. and there's a guy heckling, just not doing a particularly creative job, like like I wasn't. And then yeah. the comedian did the whole, well, if you think you're funny, why don't you get up on the stage thing? And the guy did, yeah. And he told one joke that was quite funny. I can't remember what it was. He told a joke that was a little bit UKIP, and then when no one <laughs> laughed at that, he said, "Here, this will make you laugh. I'm gonna piss in my own mouth." And then lay down on the stage and started unzipping his pants, and that's when the security <laughs> took him off. Oh, I've never fucking... been more disappointed in my life. Spoil sports. Yeah, I wanted to see Come him on. try. I was, I was thinking, it's fucking something to, something to witness, isn't it? If he actually manages it. But oh, yeah, you got, you want to see that, don't you? Yeah. You, just, you at least want to see it. Yeah. I think we'll, yeah, we'll end there then, shall we? <laughs> I think that's enough. Let's go. Let's, let's call it a night. Right, okay. Uh, you can find uh, well, you can find the podcast on Twitter. It's uh, at the Crass Podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at Bumbledoon. That's Bumble D O O N. Right. Well, see you, listeners. See you, George. Bye. Bye. <laughs>